thank you for tuning in to Growing Tech Fast, the condensed Org 3D podcast in which conversations about growing tech startups are had with those who have grown them. Today, I'm joined by Chris Celine, founder at Darkblock. Chris, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Um, for the purpose of everybody listening, um, what I would like to share with them is that our focus today is that this is going to be about NFTs and the creator space and who and what dark block is and how how they're how they're affecting that area so let's just set the scene for for the purpose of everybody listening those who may be nft um fanatics and those who might not could you give us a very brief layman's english of what is an nft absolutely yeah uh, thank you rosie for having me i really appreciate it uh, i love talking about this subject so i'm uh, very happy to be here today um, yeah, what is an NFT? So really simply, an NFT is uh, a certificate of ownership. So, um, but that can mean a lot of different things. So, you know, when it comes to digital art, um, you know, which really kind of helped the NFT market explode, uh, for a long time, people created really amazing digital art, but they didn't really have good ways to, to monetize it. And so when this concept came around of the NFT, and I think it was originally called something like just a title, like very boring um, thing, you know, it's a title, it's like a, a title to your car or a title to your mm. house. Um, it, this concept of ownership really, people started to latch onto and to say that, yes, I could actually own, you know, this piece of digital art. Whereas typically you just looked at digital art and then you went to someplace else. But now people can feel like they own it, they can be a part of it, they can support the artists um, that they are interested in, they can basically have this attachment uh, to digital items, and that's what uh, NFTs represent. Why, why is that relevant to the creator space? What, it might help to explain a little bit about what creator space means. Yeah, so uh, at Dark Lock, we talk a lot about uh, the creator economy. And, and what that means. And really it means that creators are in charge of what is created. And it's not these big platforms like Spotify or YouTube. Those are yeah. platforms that enable people to kind of uh, get, get their content out there. But uh, when we talk about the creator economy, we're talking about those, those artists, those musicians that are creating this content and giving them tools in order to engage with the community more, help monetize their content better, uh, and really allow them to be successful. Um, and, and, and we think that Web3 kind of helps them uh, take extra steps in that direction, and especially uh, NFTs, where they're finally able to engage with people more directly with their content and uh, have people get excited about it and then be able to uh, kind of allow those, those fans to support their, their favorite artists, their favorite creators. So when somebody is trying to get started or, or build a career in, in that space, um, at the moment, what is, or maybe if we talk in the last couple of years, as this has been a growing thing, what is available to them at, at the minute? Yeah, so, you know, when it comes to some of the most successful, um, you know, artists and creators uh, in the NFT space, 
a lot of them had followings prior to this. So, you know, Beeple had a lot of followers on Instagram and, you know, through love of his craft, you know, basically created so much content on a daily basis. He's creating a pretty amazing piece of content, had lots of people really interested in it, but had no ideas about monetizing this content. And, uh, you know, I think no one was more surprised than him that he could actually monetize, especially to the degree that he has, uh, all this really cool artwork that he's created. And, um, you know, I think the tools uh, to kind of create a community are very important, things like Twitter, Instagram, other social mm. media tools. Um, and then when it comes to kind of bringing those in people into the NFT space, uh, as a creator, you need to be creative. You need to think of interesting ways to do that, to set yourself apart. Uh, and, you know, some of it happened naturally for people like people who were, were already doing really cool things. Mm. Um, but for others, it's just, it's another kind of expression, like another medium of expression for them. And they can use their uh, creative juices and, and really build interesting, engaging projects uh, that excite, you know, people in their community or use that to grow communities. But yeah, you still need like, you know, the web tools out there that, that help you engage with that audience. Um, but this kind of takes it to a whole new level. Got it. Okay. And so if you were um, a, because the thing that's going through my mind is I have friends who are artists um, and who you could say they're in that creator space, but they they maybe don't have that following or their reasonings for getting into it aren't from a coming from a how do I monetize this perspective a little bit like that the example you've just given. So, do you find that's a blocker that some people they're just doing it to create art and they're not as focused on the money? Is that a, is that a thing in this when you consider NFTs and the creator space? Uh, it, it definitely is. So, uh, I mean, there, there are many, many, many creators out there who, you know, create pieces of art and then just go out and sell those to individuals, you know, whether at a show or, you know, uh, any other type of, of venue. Um, I don't know a whole lot about that space, to be honest, but yeah, I know that there are many, many artists out there that that's the way they operate. They don't try to cultivate an audience. Uh, mm. They're just... They just want to build some cool stuff and then they they would like to be able to support doing that again in the future and they uh, i'm sure they love seeing their their pieces on display and they love having people uh that really uh you know uh find value in their art mm. and and that art resonates with them but you know they don't really take the time to build a community because for them it's it's about the creation so you know i think it will take some time but uh I think that uh, NFTs will enable a whole new class of people like that, that mm. don't have audiences of millions of people and therefore make millions of dollars, but can, uh, you know, monetize their creations on a much lower level, but still is able to support them uh, instead of going out and getting some job to make money while they make art on the side. So I think yeah. we'll, it will enable, uh, uh, you know, a much larger creative economy class, but there's still a lot of tools that need to be created for the, those people to engage mm. with those people. I think to a certain extent, it's possibly 
from a lack of that structure being there like this is how you like say this is what you're in, you enjoy doing and you've created some sort of following with that there isn't really a okay and this is how you make money from it it's almost like people have trial and error um some people have fallen into it and have gotten really lucky and have got huge other people who are just as good maybe don't have the the tools or the means to get into that where you really start to do more than just break even on things like that um so i think this is a really good place to bring dark block in where where does dark block come in to a creator who is has got that following and they're ready to to monetize it where did dark block come from yeah so dark block started uh, about 15 months ago now and right as Beeple was kind of exploding, uh, NFTs were becoming kind of uh, part of more mainstream uh, news. Uh, you know, I, I took a look at what was going on in, in the art scene specifically, and I thought that, you know, we could offer more value for NFT ownership. Uh, and there, there's been a lot of work in the past year about extra value and about how uh, the NFT uh, can give you more than just uh, a picture or saying that you own a picture uh, when everybody else can access that picture. So, you know, our thought there in the very beginning was that quite simply, like we could have a very high resolution version of the art that is reserved just for the owner of that NFT. Uh, everybody else could see like a, a lower res version or some other preview version of the art but we wanted to reserve something very special for the owner that they could display on the wall in their home, just like mm -hmm. traditional art. So that's where we started. But as we went out and started talking to people about this, we realized that that was just the kind of the tip of the iceberg, that there were all sorts of other pieces of content that people wanted to monetize or they wanted to include as upgrades to their NFT projects. Um, you know, we've talked to projects that released comic books uh, in dark blocks. Uh, movies, um, you know, uh, there's really kind of no limit to what you can put in a, in a dark block. But the goal there is to enable uh, those NFT owners to have something special that nobody else has. And then we also have developed a piece where people can actually monetize that content as well. So not just, uh, you know, access through ownership, uh, but we have a rental protocol that we will be releasing this year that will enable um, creators to set up rules around how uh, that content is engaged with, how people can uh, you know, access the content through pay-per-view uh, or short-term rental, and then actually extend that, that monetization to the owner as well so that owners and patrons can act as distributors of content and earn a portion of those proceeds themselves. So trying to extend the utility uh, for content access as, as you know as far as we can what what's on the horizon so I know you touched on it briefly there that you're going to be releasing a further edition but is there anything beyond that you might not be able to tell us but is there anything beyond that that um, you've got on the plan yeah so we think that basically every piece of uh, digital content in the future Will be an nft you know uh it doesn't matter what it is music uh, a blog post a like on facebook etc um assets in the metaverse 
we think that there's value in having each piece of content be represented by an NFT and that we would like dark block to basically be the, the access control layer uh, for that content. So, you know, for social media content, you don't want necessarily everything to be wide open for Facebook. They have to have certain content private uh, for the metaverse. Um, you know, you may want to have the only version of a pair of sneakers or one of a hundred versions of a pair of sneakers that you wear on your character in the metaverse. So we think there is value in, in protecting that content as well. But basically we, we wanna be this fundamental protocol that enables creators of this content to enable uh, a, 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 an access control that gives them control of that distribution, the monetization and allows them to kind of set up the rules as they imagine them rather than be beholden to platforms that they work with today. So essentially in the future, they can build their NFT business as, as you could call it in dark block. They can set, set the rules, set the expectations, but also manage that whole process within dark block. Yeah, so I mean, we're a tool. So basically, the, the way we we think of it is, we want to give creators more control of ever how how they monetize their content, and we're a tool that allows them to do that. Uh, there will be other tools as well that plug into Dark Block or external to Dark Block, but we think this is one tool of many that they can utilize. And yes, between uh, just creating an NFT and creating dark blocks, they can create kind of Patreon competitor models where uh, they sell NFTs and then they continually add content to those NFTs via dark blocks. So we, and it, we also enable people to upgrade uh, their NFTs over time by adding more and more content. So you could see like a, a natural Patreon model kind of form just from NFTs and dark blocks. So, you know, that's something that we basically enable right now. Um, there are other models as well. So, but that would require kind of more composability with the ecosystem, such as, you know, we, we think that dark block has a place in the metaverse, but the metaverse would need to support the dark block protocol. So yeah. they're you know, like long-term plays that require integration, but there are short-term plays where people can leverage their audiences or, or look to create more value. Um, Right now, from from NFTs, like uh, also crowdfunding is another example. Uh, we talked to a company earlier today that is a uh, short film uh, uh, platform where they are uh, engaging with um, writers of screenplays to to see uh, who has the most um, kind of interest in the community to have their screenplay developed into um, an actual uh, short film. Well, there's also the, the opportunity there to be able to sell NFTs uh, for that short film before it's created. And then afterwards you could drop the film onto those NFTs so that only those NFT owners have access to it. And that gives them a lot of value uh, for taking part in the project. It's all pretty cool. Um, I think the one question, so I, I um, opened this conversation up to the office and just asked them like, what questions would they have you as somebody listening um it's preemptive so potentially these are questions that are on people's mind and um although we're all pretty interested in nfts crypto all that type of thing um there are some of them out there who don't know so much and one of the questions was 
if you're the owner of an NFT and um, so let's say that they've they've bought one um, and content is continually added in and let's say as a good example a song is shared as as a piece of content as the owner of the NFT are you able to share that however you want because I think what would the question going through some people's mind is does in order to keep the value do you need to keep that to yourself or are you able to use it distribute it however you want yeah so that is going to be up to the creator so uh, if the creator wants to have a more restrictive model um, they would basically make make it so that the the owner is not able to directly download that content. That's not yeah. to say that it's 100% safe. Whenever you're accessing content, there's still gonna be some way you can get at it and, and try to download it and then distribute it through other means. But, um, you know, for the most part, people are, you know, respectful of that. And you do have cases where, where people do take content and distribute it through other means. But, um, you know, for the most part, people are happy with using Spotify um, using YouTube, using mm. Netflix without taking the content and, and trying to do nefarious things with it. So um, we're not perfect when it comes to security. Can't be. Um, there's always a way to break DRM solutions. Mm. But um, we would also enable creators to add a download button for that content and, and say, yes, you can download this. You can do what you want with it. So yeah. uh, it's really about just giving a tool to the creator um, and, and allowing them to kind of set up those rules for how, how, what happens after that. So, yeah, we've had cases where we absolutely want people to be able to download and post that, that content to social media. Um, but others say, no, I would not like that. So yeah. we want to, we want to enable whatever the creator wants. Interesting. Okay. So completely giving them total control. So if you are, if somebody is listening is thinking, this sounds really interesting. I'd, I'd like to be in a position to use dark block in the future um what do you think a, a creator needs to do or where do you think they need to be at before they engage with dark block can they be at zero followers do they need to have a following like what's the perfect if you could drum one up what's the perfect starting point uh, i think you need an idea and you know i think that uh, dark block is another tool to help fuel interesting ideas um, but I think, you know, it starts with just having a, a fun idea that you can get behind. And I think that, uh, you know, if you're passionate about an idea and you're willing to put in the work and there will be a lot of work, um, then that's the best place to start. Uh, just taking content you've already created and just kind of throwing it in NFTs and, and praying, is it going to work? But if you're passionate about it and you're willing to do the legwork um, and you've got an, got an idea, you know, come to us at Dark Block and we'll help you out. Good, good. Sounds like a great starting point. I think it also sounds a, a little bit like when somebody decides to create their own startup. Um, <laughs> like, of course, you can you can have any old idea, um, but really, it takes some real hard graft, um, time, dedication, and some persistence to to get it over the line. So what? Like, just to talk a little bit more from a generic perspective, like what's the last been year been like for you? Ah, crazy. I mean, <laughs> as it is with pretty much all startups, this is my fourth startup. So I'm no stranger to the startup life, but 
I'd say this is by far the craziest startup I've ever done. This space moves so incredibly quickly and everybody is building at the same time. It's not like, you know, a bunch of stuff happened and then you're doing one new incremental thing. There are leaps and bounds at every corner in Web3. Um, nothing works right. Everything's new and, and you know, fragile. Uh, and you're dealing with like people that just started their company, you know, three months ago and raised millions of dollars. So it's like, there's so much money being poured into it. There's so many people building at, at a, a frantic pace that it's insane. So um, good news is I feel like we, at Dark Block, we found like a, a little niche for ourselves, uh, uh, makes it easier for partners to deliver unlockable content. They don't have to go out and build it themselves. Um, but at the same time, it's actually like a hard problem. So, you know, the, the security aspect of it, uh, building like a network of nodes that, that, that does all this encryption and protection is, is hard. So most people don't want to deal with it. <laughs> so we're carving out a little bit of a niche, uh, having a yeah. fun time, uh, kind of in this crazy roller coaster. If you could pinpoint anything, what would you say has been your favorite moment so far? Favorite moment so far. So I think, um, you know, th there was our first seed investment, which was big. Uh, but our first actual money that that was invested, uh, I think, was our, our kind of uh, moment that we thought we were onto something. Uh, we... Uh, we entered an Arweave hackathon at the very beginning of the company. I basically quit my job uh, to do this hackathon. I, I had partnered with my cousin. He runs a creative agency. So he liked the idea. He had been doing a number of NFT projects with his creative agency. So he was on board. That was exciting. But then I met these two other guys um, through uh, another friend who introduced me to the Arweave community. Um, who also ended up investing in the company. Uh, these two guys uh, ended up being co-founders. And so we entered this Arweave um, hackathon together. And then at the end, uh, we worked our butts off and we think we had a good showing, but you still don't know what to expect. Arweave ended up putting in a little bit of money, just $25,000, so not a ton of money, but uh, that was just really great validation for the hard work we had done. and. You know, they introduced us to, to some investors and it took us a little while to kind of hone our, our messaging and our, our value add, but uh, you know, we ended up raising some money through those contacts. So you know, that, that initial 25,000, when they said, we're, we'll do that, we were like, that was, that was amazing. That was validation. I love that. It's like the, the seed planted um, yep. and then seeing the shoots come up. Okay, so if we think about moving into the future and you've touched on a few different things that that are on the horizon if you could only do one thing in the next 12 months but it would mean to you that if achieved you'd been successful what could you could you think of something yeah so i mean for us it's it's going to be about reach but if we can nail down that single use case where we really enable a creator to make a living off of the content that they're locking in a dark block that would be kind of a moment 
that kind of validates what we've been doing for the past 15 months that that you know this is all about creators enabling creators with this new tool i think that would be amazing if we could do that and what challenges do you think you've got to overcome maybe just pick one for the oh, sake man. of <laughs> there's a million of them that's for sure um i mean i think you know I, i'm confident that we will get there so uh i don't think there are any insurmountable challenges um but yeah, there's a lot of moving pieces, <laughs> especially in Web3. Um, so uh, the biggest challenge is making sure we stay focused probably. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there there is so much opportunity out there that, you know, early on we started to do another project in parallel. Uh, we actually got a grant um, from Rarible to do this project, but it was not really kind of uh, important to the core mission um so we actually gave the money but like we said we didn't want the money we wanted to focus so um staying focused i think is going to be our, our you know the key issue i think listening to that i mean particularly just the last little bit it sounds like i mean i find the whole nft space fascinating anyway but for someone listening i think there's some really cool things that you're going to be doing over the next 12 months, but there's also some challenges which actually overcoming them might even feel a little bit better than than what you said you'd be happy with if you achieved. I think sometimes getting over challenging hurdles, you get a little bit more from it sometimes. So if someone's listening sure. and thinks, hey, this sounds like a cool idea, but it also sounds like something really fun to get on board like whether it's now, whether it's in a year, whether it's in two years, what would you say is a reason someone could want to join Dark Block? What's the culture like? Uh, yeah, the culture, that's that's a good question because we've been really like examining our culture and, and trying to make sure our culture is baked into everything we're doing. Um, it, it, it really is about like putting the creator first and the builder um, uh, all, as well. So we, you know, the creator is the artist, is the musician. The builder is, you know, somebody building a, a, a marketplace or a, a new platform for engaging with NFTs. We need to enable builders to serve creators better by making tools that work for both. So like our, our kind of um, culture is about making sure that we're going the extra mile um, for both of these categories of people. Uh, but in the end, like this is all about the creator, making a tool that, that is, is great for the creator. Love that. Okay, well, my final question, ask every time, if the audience only takes one thing from this podcast, what do you want them to take? Um, this is just the beginning. I mean, almost everybody in the, in the space says that, so it feels cliche, but it, it really is just the beginning. And I think there's a lot of exciting things going on, but if you have an idea uh, and you're passionate about it, uh, I recommend going for it because there is so much opportunity out there still. You're not late, you're not late at all. 
um, just go for it. Brilliant. Well, Chris, thank you so much. It's been wonderful. Um, and if anyone is thinking about getting in touch, there'll be some links in the main description or in the comments section to direct you straight to Dark Rock. Awesome. Thank you so much, Rosie. This was fun. Appreciate it. Good.